Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you ever been told that you don't fit in? Have you ever been excluded from what everybody else around you seems to be doing? Maybe rejected publicly in embarrassing or demeaning ways. Treated like an outsider. It can really take its toll. Being an outsider can make us feel hurt and resentful. It can drive us away from relationships and into isolation. It can erode our ability to trust, to hope, to love, and to connect. And, perhaps most frightening of all, it can happen in unexpected places. Our families, with good friends, among close colleagues, and yes, even in Christ's church. Today's text from the author to the Hebrews reminds us of this painful truth. And so the author to the Hebrews exhorts us that the commandments have their place. They have their place in our lives. And so the author to the Hebrews exhorts Christians to let brotherly love, concern for others, love for others, remain, continue, keep on going. Sadly, that doesn't always happen. Sometimes you are the victim of exclusion. Sometimes you're the problem. Sometimes you exclude. You reject. You make the decision, I just don't have time for that person or people in particular. God loves everyone, and so no one is excluded from God's love. No one. So our author encourages us to love one another, especially those whom society would rather pass over, forget, put in a corner somewhere. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, our author says, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Remember those who are in prison as if you were in prison along with them. And remember those who are mistreated because you also are in the body, right? So it's especially to those of the household of faith uh, that our author is looking at. The text also later encourages us to not do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, but with such sacrifices, or such sacrifices are pleasing to God, right? Helping those outsiders feel loved. Feel loved by God, feel loved by Christ, and loved by His church. There are some things that happen in the church that are unspeakable and very disturbing. I'd like you to imagine for a moment being an outsider in your own marriage or being an outsider um, with someone who is married. To include everyone in God's love, we also must recognize God's designed exclusive relationships, that only married people should be doing what married people should be doing. Two people, one man and one woman, have a special status joined in a single flesh relationship 
that God himself has joined together and man should not put asunder or insert someone else into that equation. So our author writes, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. That the author mentions this must mean that it was a problem. And recent headlines indicate it's still a problem. And if that's not the worst, clergy are involved a lot of the time, right? Easy way to make that inside relationship make someone feel like an outsider. It should not be so. God created us as his church for community and belonging to love one another, for harmony with him and one, and one another as we delight in his will, walk in his ways to the glory of his holy name and for the good of those around us. But what happens? Our sinful nature disrupts this. We've been hurt before. We hurt others. We overwrite and overturn God's design. That's why our text also reminds us that many times we get off track. And we need somebody, something to pull us back. We need law and gospel. Right? It's not just do whatever. If I do it, if I, if I have a feeling in my heart, then I should do it. Boy, please don't do that. The heart is deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? The scriptures tell us. So our text reminds us to submit to those who have been placed in the office of the holy ministry. And, And what I mean by that is to listen to those who faithfully proclaim God's word, who rightly discern and divide between law and gospel, both are needed, who don't change and refuse to change, to add to or subtract from what Jesus has said, what Jesus has revealed, from the words of Jesus. That's why our author for today says, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life. Imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? His words don't change. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teaching. And then later, reminding the hearers that Those in the office of the Holy Ministry have to give account for those to whom they preach and teach. And they do it for love of the people. As Christ's church, we live and breathe on Christ's word. Anything else and we're off track. We remain faithful by hearing, listening, and doing what Jesus has to say on every subject. And we do that because if anyone was ever an insider, if anyone ever had all the information and could give it to you, it's Jesus. It's the second person of the Trinity. So let me take you back to the beginning of this letter from the author to the Hebrews. And he begins it uh, by pointing to this fact of Jesus as the insider. Listen to him, right? Long ago, At many times and in various ways or many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these latter days, he has spoken to us by his son. He doesn't stop there. Whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. 
He, that is the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. There is a lot. (laughs) There is a lot in just those few verses. If anyone is an insider, it is the second person of the Trinity. Jesus has an inside relationship as part of the Godhead, right? He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Anyone is an insider. It's the second person of the Trinity. He has an inside relationship with the entire world and every living creature in it. Because the world and all things that are in it are made through him. That includes you. If anyone is an insider, it's Jesus. Because the Father has appointed him to speak to us those final words, the full revelation, grace and truth through his Son. Jesus truly reveals who God is. Jesus is the embodiment of God's Word. He is the one through whom the Father speaks in the latter days and reveals himself fully in what we need to know. If we want the inside scoop of truth, of what God has to say, we look to Jesus. Right? Because truth, grace, mercy, life, salvation, faith, all of it, we look to Jesus. What does he have to say? And then you might notice something else. If anybody is an insider, it's Jesus. Although it certainly doesn't look that way according to this next thing that our author is going to talk about. Christ's sacrifice for sin. Followed by, of course, his exaltation, though, so that brings it back. Jesus was an insider in that he and he alone accomplished God's plan of salvation and did the Father's will. And so we hear, after making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Talk about an insider. If anyone is, it's Jesus. Here's the thing, though. Have you ever considered the irony of it all? (laughs) As our Lord came to accomplish God's plan of salvation and love everyone through his life, death, and resurrection, Jesus, the true insider, was treated as an outsider. Right? The religious elite, the politically powerful, (laughs) the sinful influencers, interested only in their inside status, right? Not about people, that's the problem. Worried about their inside status, not about people. They just want Jesus to go away. They did not see Jesus as fitting into their mold, meeting their expectations, conforming into their circles, supporting their plans. No, in the eyes of the sinful influencers, in the eyes of the fallen world, Jesus just didn't belong. And we know the story. You know what happened. 
This eventually eventually led to supposed insiders, those people who spoke for God, and arresting Jesus without cause, building a case with lies, right? Torturing Jesus without mercy, killing him as a convenience. And then maybe most stunning of all, Jesus the insider, the insider, the holy perfect holy perfect God in the flesh is forsaken by the Father on the cross. Left left to suffer in separation in its full isolation and darkness is the true outsider for our sake. But by suffering such makes us into an insider. That's what this whole thing talking about. You've got certain people that outside the tent that don't have a right to eat this meal. You do through faith of the body and blood of Christ. Right? So much going on here that you might have missed in this text. Jesus was treated like an outsider so you might be an insider. Much like an Old Testament sacrifice, he's viewed with contempt and disgust. Right? When he's taken to be sacrificed, he's taken outside of, you know, outside Jerusalem, lonely hill out there. Some say it was a, an area of like a dump, right? Just nasty place. And the author to the Hebrews picks up on this. The bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Sanctify. What does this mean? By the blood of Jesus, you are an insider now. God declares you for the sake of Jesus and what he's done for you. God declares you holy, righteous, perfect. Because of Christ's sacrifice, God looks at you in light of what Jesus has done for you. And Jesus gives you a perfect standing because Jesus stood perfectly in your stead, both of his life and his death. What a turn of events. (laughs) Not based on what you did, based on what Jesus did for you. What mercy, what grace. Despite your brokenness, your sinfulness, your weakness, God overcomes it through Jesus. He does not exclude you. And where there is forgiveness, there is no longer offering for sin. You don't have to make up for it. You can't. So we come to receive Jesus. We come to hear the gospel. To remind us that God truly is the one who will never leave us or forsake us. He will never Leave us or forsake us, right? And if that's true, if we receive by faith and we believe this statement to be true, and God never lies, that he will never leave you or forsake you, then we know that he makes that promise to everyone, and that should help us act accordingly as his people, as his church, right? He will never leave you or forsake you. So we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What 
can man do to me? And that's a poignant question. Because so often we let what others can do to us influence how we behave. Because this world will seek to strip you of your insider status. It will exclude you because of your world view. It will mock your belief and your testimony. It will seek to turn you away from Jesus. And if it can't do that, then it will simply seek to cancel you and bury you just like it did to Jesus. And the problem is our sinful flesh will gladly go along. Okay. Our author reminds us that even as we might suffer in this world and be excluded for our belief that God's love for us in Christ leads us to a more glorious day. In a renewed, harmonious new heavens and new earth where everyone will fit in perfectly, no one's ever excluded, all rejection, embarrassment, things like that are left behind. We will know our insider status then and Know it in full and live it in full. Right now, we still are dealing with the fallen sinful nature. The truth is, because of our sin, we are truly outsiders when it comes to the things of God. But you who were once far off, right, have been brought near to God by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus comes to make you a sinner and indeed all sinners. An insider. So when struggles come to exclude others, or we, when we ourselves are excluded, God's love for you in Christ Jesus renews our trust, renews our hope. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, our connection to Him and to one another. What do we do when... We experience this exclusion from the world. The author to the Hebrews says that too. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach that he endured. For here, that is right here, right now, we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my insider status. Thank him for your insider status. Through him, then, because you are an insider, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Amen. And may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do as well, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.